Welcome to Cigar City Radio, episode 15. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen is Jason Solanas. You know, Randy, if I don't go to sleep soon, I'm going to wait for you to fall asleep in the fetal position and gorilla tape. You had a very strange childhood, didn't you? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) If you like this podcast, you can find our full library of episodes at CigarCityRadio.com. You can also find Cigar City Radio on iTunes and Stitcher. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Cigar City Radio. And you can email us at cigarcityradio@gmail.com. at gmail.com. This episode of Cigar City Radio was recorded at The Blind Tiger in Ybor City. The Blind Tiger is a 1920s speakeasy-style coffee shop serving coffee, tea, vegan pastries, and more. With locations in Ybor City and Seminole Heights, check them out at blindtigercafe.com. For 2017, Jason and I asked ourselves, how can we at Cigar City Management work with more artists? Yeah, more. How can we share more music with more people? So we linked up with some great partners and are excited to offer digital distribution. This allows us to help independent artists get their music out, to help musicians start their own record label, control their catalog, and get their music on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, Pandora, everywhere. And we help them every step of the way. To learn more and submit your music, head to CigarCityManagement.com slash distribution. Closing out this week's episode is the first track released through this service, and it's the hard-hitting, politically incorrect track, Dance with the Devil, by Pet Wolf. Pet Wolf is a 25-year-old music producer and MC from Bristol, Connecticut. So stay tuned through the end of the interview to hear that song and listen to Dance with the Devil by Pet Wolf on Spotify, Apple Music, and more. Our guest on this episode is the one-of-a-kind Betty Dahl, who Creative Loafing Tampa describes as a turntable commander and galactic rap goddess. She's one half of the alternative hip-hop duo Trap Phone, and hosts Ladies' Night every Wednesday at a Nice Global Gastro Bar in downtown Tampa. You can follow her adventures on Instagram at Betty Doll, that's with a D-A-W-L, and hear her music at soundcloud.com slash astral raps. So here it is, episode 15. Intellectual, like. yeah. I don't, I don't. That's what I don't like about cats. Yeah. Honestly, they think about how to kill. They can kind of see into my soul. Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't like it. You know, like my dog just looks at me like, "Where's the food?" You know, yeah. but the cats are. I don't know. Dogs are a different meditation. I just recently got a dog in the house, and yeah. I was raised with cats, but I love her so much too. Like, what dogs. kind of dog did you get? It's a um, it's a German Shepherd with a pit bull mix. My oh, nice. roommate got the dog, but we like all went to go get it with him and yeah. stuff. 
So we're all attached. She's so sweet. Yeah. She's so loyal. Like, I understand now what they mean with, like, dogs yeah. being loyal. Because cats, you could leave them for no, weeks yeah, and they won't even know that you're gone. Yeah, yeah. they're like, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't really care. Seriously. But yeah. she's, like, literally will sit next to me, like, the whole time I'm in the kitchen. And I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, you just want to be around me. It's just great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Our cats know. We hey. came home one time tri from tripping all day, like, so hard. We came home, and the cat literally was just looking at us, like, sizing us. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, he knows. He, like, He's went under the bed. You. He never goes under the bed. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> For real. Yeah, that's why I stay away from cats. Yeah, I but, love them. Yeah. <laughs> we have, like, six in the house. Right. Wow. We live in, a, like, a pretty big house, though, but we call our house the Pussy Palace because uh. it's, like, a lot of cats, and then like a lot of girls, and then two guys. And yeah. we like throw these like epic parties. So, yeah, a lot of people know where we live. The Pussy Palace. The Pussy Palace. Yeah, we're making a zine. It should come out this um this year. So a zine. A zine. Yeah, Pussy Palace zine. Right on. Yeah, it's good. Like all girl, like all the girls in the house. Like, cause I live with Millie, mm -hmm. Millie Misa, yeah, K-pop artist, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, everyone who lives there kind of has their own medium, so it's really cool. I love. Living this way, I probably will always live this way. Yeah, like just kind of working with or like living with artists and yeah, in know. a community. Like I see myself raising my children with these people or with people. Like I want to raise their kids and I want them to raise my kids. I don't want to be like a mom and a husband. Like to me, that life that doesn't make sense to me. That's not logical. Like it makes sense to live with a lot of people and like you know yeah. be a big family. You're into the, like the whole community aspect of things. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like having you know being self-sustained, having a garden, like being able to survive if anything did hit the fan or whatever you know. Yeah, well, it's like I, the more I watch The Walking Dead, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's kind of the way to go. I yeah, think. geez, Louise, <laughs> you can't watch stuff like that. Yeah, because because eventually, you know, well, it, and it might not be zombies. It might be more, you know, a social political meltdown. That <laughs> it might that, be everything at once. Yeah, at this point. Yeah. Very, Truly. very interesting. So you are, are you from Tampa, born yeah. and raised? I was born and raised here, yeah. Born and raised in Tampa, mm -hmm. wow, that's in Seminole rare. Heights, before it was popping. Really? Before Seminole before it Heights was, cool. was yeah, yeah, before it was cool. Wow. I lived like right in like the core of old Seminole Heights, grew okay. up there. Yeah. Right on. And yeah. you, and, but now you live in Ybor, obviously, so yeah. you're not in Seminole Heights anymore. You no. got got out right when it was out. at the peak of its coolness. Yeah, I should have <laughs> kept that house, yeah. right? Yeah, right? Jeez. Uh. But um, yeah, I live in Ybor. I've lived in Ybor for like, four years i think okay. yeah different houses we had a house on the other side and then we just moved two years ago to this side so right on yeah i love it and when did you start making music um i would say like uh, 2011 i started experimenting with garage band mm -hmm. um, but i've been writing since like in like sixth grade fifth grade i was like freestyling and like middle school really yeah yeah those those like lunchroom freestyles yeah like. i would just like write raps about girls who like bullied me and like talk shit and then like rap about it and be like yeah but how, yeah. how did that how did that go over people would just laugh yeah, yeah. didn't didn't get you beat up no <laughs> I, I yeah people they didn't really understand it i went to a private school in south tampa so they were mm -hmm. just like who is this weird girl who's rapping at lunch yeah yeah so and I, but back then i would imagine you didn't have the uh the angel wings and the yeah the cat the cat ears yeah, I or you cat might have ears. had the cat ears <laughs> cat ears yeah I've been thing, yeah. yeah I've been like a cat probably my whole life I feel yeah. like I'm a mix a mixed breed yeah do you have like the tail and everything too yeah I was Josie and the Pussycats two years in a row oh nice when it came out they had yeah, like that yeah. one velvet like bright pink uh like leopard one piece I was <laughs> okay. like mom that's the costume that one wow she's like okay. <laughs> 
and then that's just that's just all you need. The beginning, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like uh, Halloween's a time to experiment as a child with cosplay. Definitely, yeah. I've definitely made <laughs> Halloween my lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Totally. So it's yeah, it's all, all about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right on. Yeah. So you, so you started writing raps and getting poetry, back yeah. poetry poetry i was i'll call it poetry okay though. getting back at your getting back at your bullies and yeah. exercising some demons through uh, yeah. through the word i would drop i would like record it on like a because this is back in 2005 mm-hmm. i would like record it on one of like the little cameras and then post it on my myspace and be oh. like yeah this is shout out to this girl i don't like her that's very uh very like early web 2.0 of you, you know? yeah i was very like i was a super nerd like as soon as i had a computer like in my house i feel like when the internet started like before it was really anything like aol and everything i'd yeah, be like yeah. on aol music like downloading music and stuff like, yeah yeah with the, did you have a dial-up connection yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, definitely. kids nowadays don't even know what a dial-up they don't even is. know what it's like they don't yeah. know what it's like before yeah, Apple when, Music and all this shit. Yeah, exactly. When your mom needed hard. to make a call, so you had to get off the internet. <laughs> Sneaking out of my room, just go chat on, on chat rooms. I'm like, oh, what's going on on the internet? Yeah, yeah. It's so creepy. Well, back now when the internet was like almost a physical thing that you had to like make yourself available to, you know, yeah. now it's like you're everyone's everywhere, just, everywhere. Like the internet isn't, nobody talks about it. Like, you know, it's not the World Wide Web anymore. It's like, yeah. you know, it's just this everybody's. just the portal that exists in your pocket. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, we definitely take that for granted, I think. Seriously. In a lot of ways. Gosh, so technology. So you've always been kind of a music nerd? Definitely. Oh yeah. Like, Just been a nerd in general. <laughs> I'm it's a it's huge good to be nerd, a nerd, yeah. you know? I yeah. have accepted it. Yeah. And when did you start really taking it seriously and making music out of it, you know? Probably like uh yeah, like two thousand eleven I started experimenting. I bought like a USB mic and um I wasn't there wasn't really a scene that had evolved in Tampa yet at least not like there wasn't really any girls doing anything at all Mm -hmm. so I was just in my room I got a DUI when I was 19 so it kind of had me stuck at home I couldn't really go anywhere so I would just stay home and just honestly take Adderall and just listen to music and write and like be on GarageBand and just be you know in a portal and then um I, when I started, like, putting little videos out, mm-hmm. I think that's when people were like, oh, like, well, who is this girl? Like, what is she doing? Even though it was, like, really strange, it, it was kind of like poetry, and I wasn't really on beat. I was just kind of, like, I had so much on my mind that I was just kind of, like, spewing. Yeah. But it was cool because, like, I met a lot of people, and that's kind of how where it all started around that around that time. It was, like, 2011, 2012. I bought my first mixer and started, like, DJing in my room. Yeah. I didn't never thought I would be serious. I honestly just got it because it was on sale, and I was like, oh, this would be a cool thing to do when I'm alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, no. just experiment with sounds and stuff. And yeah, like, make, yeah, like, yeah. chopping it, like, playing with the little beat machine that was on it. Like, I, I was just really like, oh, wow, this is so much fun, so. Yeah. And then it just kind of evolved from there. Um... I, like, I feel like I started putting music out for the first time. I want to say it was like 2013. I like finally like put stuff out on SoundCloud, and mm-hmm. um, I think I had my my first show was in 2013 too. I did the Mew Awards. That was like my first show. Oh, right on. Yeah. So yeah. Kind of started on there. And so, did you start out kind of putting out solo stuff? Or? Yeah, I would just. Um, I my first song that I put out that was like really well known was like this savvy Microsoft Word shorty song that was like kind okay. of a joke, <laughs> but it was really funny. People really liked it, and um, 
that was like the first song I performed and seeing like the way people reacted, I was like, oh, I could really do this. Like yeah. this was a joke. Like the raps were really like funny, but people were like really like that. It was like that um, kind of like that bass rapping, you know, where it's just like very easy, but very funny. Yeah. So um, after that, I was like, damn, like I've been writing. Maybe I should work on a project. And that's when I started working on Poetic Resume. I started writing Poetic Resume from 2011. A lot of the stuff that's on that project mm -hmm. is was like stuff that I was started writing but um, when I put it out it was like a mixtape it was just instrumentals that I found on the internet a lot of selection before before selection blew up it was like yeah, when selection was they, still like they just very recently really blew up <laughs> yeah. yeah honestly yeah. but um like I said I'm a nerd so I was finding all this shit yeah so you're always kind of looking for the next most sounds, cutting edge sounds yeah and I'm yeah. really like an instrumental head like I love instrumentals like not even because I want to rap on them, but just so I can think to them and just, like, not have to hear someone else talking. Like, I need that. Yeah. Still, like, every day I need to listen to instrumentals. And so you started putting out this stuff, and at some point you linked up with uh, Jordan Patrick. Jordan Patrick, yeah. We met at OG Layla Johnson's uh, studio session for a song that he produced for her. Uh, I love that name, OG Layla Johnson. Yeah, she's dope. <laughs> I love her. She's a good... She's, yeah. We're in different lanes, but she's awesome. Yeah, you yeah. Know? She's raw. Um, so we met at her session, and I was just so blown away by him. I was like, bro, like, you're incredible. Send me your throwaway beat. I swear I will write a hit to it tonight and send it to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And he did. And I, and the outro on Poetic Resume is the beat he sent me. Oh, and I wow. literally, like, had it playing on my computer, and I was, like, rapping over it on my voice memo so I could text a voice memo to him. And I was like, bro, I'm not fucking around. Like, I want to work with you. And he came over, and... We just, we couldn't stop making music. Like, we made, like, three songs in one day. Like, because I just, I think a lot. So I think I write a lot. I'm witty, you know. I'm, like, yeah. always writing. And he's the same way with beats. Like, he can just, out of nowhere, just create it. So we worked really well together. And I was, like, you know, we should just be a duo because I don't want you to get lost in the, like, I don't want you to get forgotten because you work really hard. So let's be a duo. Let's call it Trap Phone. And we'll both get recognition. It won't be Betty Doll. Like, it'll be us. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, because a lot of times producers get lost in the shuffle like Yeah, it that, sucks because you know? I, that's what I didn't want because he's so raw. Dude, I believe in Jordan like more than I'm – not more than I believe in myself, but like <laughs> just about, you know, because he's he, – he, it's – I really believe in that guy. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and you put out what, one record with Trap Phone, right? Is it, is, um, or there's more stuff? No. Tr okay, so the outro was just Betty Doll produced by Jordan okay, Patrick because yeah. that was like on my little mixtape. Mm -hmm. And that, it was kind of crazy how that happened because that song – I mean, the next project I put out was a trap phone project, so it was like the outro of Poetic Resume kind of introduced a new sound before we even knew it was going to do that. So then um, after Poetic Resume, Jordan and I, we worked for two weeks straight on a project, made a song every day, and that's the Probably Just Some Shapes project we put out. Right on. Two, like, it'll be two years in June. But we did that project in two weeks, and wow. that's crazy. That, that, that project still, that's why I haven't put anything else out, because to me, they're all hits. Yeah. People aren't listening. They're consuming. But if people really, like, took it in, I was like, damn, like, this shit's hard. Like, yeah. it could last a lot longer than just, like, oh, when are you putting the next stuff out? You yeah. Know? So you feel like you're not in a rush to, to No, we're sitting on, like, a whole other project right now. All different, like, a whole new sound. But um, this year is going to come out. Like, it's, it's time. But now's, now's the time. Now is the time, so. yeah. But in the meantime, you've definitely been busy. I know you've yeah. been doing a lot uh, at, like, a niece. You're, mm -hmm. you're DJing over there now. Yeah, do, um, DJing Ladies Night. And uh, I did an art show called Sync where I would, like, build a sensory stimulation based off color. So I did that once a month, um, which was cool. 
um, I don't know, I never like did anything like that. And I just had the idea like it'd be cool to like do an art show based off of color and then like have things that stimulated, you know, the scent, uh, your visuals, touching, sound, it was just all based around that color. So it was really cool. I got to like decorate the inside of a niece. Um, yeah, it was really dope. I like I've put up a lot of money, so it's kind of why I stopped doing it because I was just flying a lot of artists down. Like yeah. I flew some artists from um, New York down, and then distorted from Philly, and my friend Sage from Atlanta. Like people mm -hmm. who are doing stuff because I want to introduce other people to Tampa. Yeah, absolutely. And so they could see like the culture because people were like, "Damn, like I really, I really like Tampa. I just didn't know because they come and they're bored because they don't have anyone showing them where to go and where to eat and like the." Play, like you know the bonfires that we have we don't go out like a lot of the people who that i hang out with we don't really go out to bars and stuff because we're yeah. at home you know making music being creative like painting like yeah just, you know being chill so it was a really cool project it was i'm gonna do a pop-up one um in february a pop-up sink so. sweet there you go look out for that yeah the, it's gonna be on valentine's day all right uh, red sink that's super cool. Valentine's Day show, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm going to DJ and then like have artists come in. It's going to be cool. You have to come out. Yeah, we'll I definitely come out. have a lot of surprises. Out. I'm not going to spill the beans. Oh, you you can spill all the beans that you no, want I on can't. our show. Like, <laughs> I'm like, wait, no. It needs to be a surprise. But it's definitely going to be like a sensory stimulation. It's going to be cool. So what exactly is a sensory stimulation? Basically, just something that stimulates all your senses. Like, the idea was if every all your senses are being stimulated at the same time, would you feel like, okay, if perception is reality, like, would you feel like where you are is really where you are? Or are you, are you creating something different based on all your senses being stimulated by what's going on? I don't, I don't know if I understand. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of like, basically like creating like an atmospheric drug. Like, yeah. you know, like you're like, I, I would put candles all over the place. So like, let's say, um, for, for what was the last one I did for green, I don't know, for green, let's say, like, I had, like, pine candles all over through the restaurants, and you walked in, you're blasted with scent, and then there's, like, um, reggae playing, you know, because it's, like, giving, like, little jungle vibes, and then the okay. drinks are, like, mojitos and stuff like that, like, kind of so, just trying to, I was just seeing what would happen, basically, like, a social experiment. Yeah, yeah. To see, and then, like, I would do visuals, and it'd be, like, all green lights everywhere, so you're just, like, intaking in all the ways possible. So you're really, green. so you're really like creating the whole atmosphere and the whole flow of the room from the moment somebody walks in yeah. to the moment instantly, they leave. instantly changing like wow. what your perception, what like walking into like a portal basically. Yeah, a portal into another Narnia. dimension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, that's, yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. something we're definitely gonna have to check out and see. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah. to do this next one. Um, because, Anise, you know, I could only do so much, mm -hmm. but with the venue that I'm doing at now, I can actually go in and like go ham. Like you can really and like go in like four days ahead and like paint and put stuff up and like build things and Millie's gonna do an installation so it's gonna be like how the way I really envisioned it Anise gave me the platform to like tickle it but now like this will be like a really big art piece that I think I can really see my vision and red's such a powerful color it's like I haven't done red yet so it's it's gonna be really cool yeah and fitting for Valentine's Day I yeah guess. and I wanted the the idea is like universal love you know I think it's stupid that Valentine's Day is about like couples like love at the end of the day is like the essence of life like you need love mm -hmm. period like so I think it's important to like push that as opposed to take your boyfriend out you know it's like come right. out and be around people and like hug people and just love people you know i'm yeah. really into unity and and that whole that whole movement yeah that's awesome yeah well i mean nowadays like people need that more than ever more than anything know? dude like people need hugs and people need to feel appreciated like people 
judge themselves. We all judge ourselves. So like the least we could do is like not judge, not other, judge people. other people. Because <laughs> yeah. then we'll stop judging ourselves. You know, like we'll be like, damn, like you can you can see yourself in anybody. Yeah. You know. So, yeah. Experience life. Don't dictate it. Yeah, yeah, and like accept what you don't understand. Don't judge it. Just accept it and be like, man, like. There is a lesson in everything. We just don't know what it is right now, but it doesn't mean that something's wrong with this person because they decide to live their life this way. It's just, yeah. you just don't understand it. Yeah, they're doing something totally different. Yeah. So, but you found some like-minded souls oh, in Tampa. What? That's what it sounds totally. like. Totally. I have a whole yeah. little, a whole, a whole family, I feel like. Yeah. I feel like we even inspired and brought it out in people, like yeah. made it safe for people to be like, oh, I can live this way. I don't have to be this, you know, whatever way. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Well, it's really cool. I mean, in many ways, you've helped really build the scene and the culture here by, Yay! you know, by doing art like that. Yeah. You know? And that's that's one of the things that I think that really impressed me when I first, you know, got hip to Betty Doll and Trap Phone and the projects that you're working on is the expression of the art behind everything. You know, it's not just about the music, but there's a whole nother feeling. Pe- yeah. There's a whole nother thing to it. Yeah. It's so. an, I like I, I'm really into vulnerability and I just want. I just like want to create a space for people to feel like they can be vulnerable too. Like, I don't know, I've always been the type of person where people always call me when they're going through something, and I love that. And I feel like that is a gift, you know. Like I'm the type of person like people come over and they'll just start crying. Oh wow! Strangers like Uber drivers. I had Uber drivers just venting to me, <laughs> literally, and I'll just listen, you know, because people just need someone. They, I feel like people just don't want to feel judged, and I'm, I'm not judging because obviously, look at me. I'm insane. Like I dress <laughs> the way I feel. I say what I feel, but it's because I'm not because it's the way I feel like I don't want to overthink feelings or else like you're trapping yourself yeah but it's you know I feel like I want to create that so people will come to shows and just be like you know if you feel like crying then break break just start crying like I've had people come up to me like I don't know why but I wanted to start crying when you were performing just because I felt like I was releasing something through you performing yeah it's almost like cathartic at that point yeah and like very like very like going to church (laughs) you know like a new wave of like being around people and if when when someone sees you crying and if they feel like crying or laugh you know any emotions like that's gonna promote them to be like damn it's safe for me to be emotional too like yeah, we just we're all very emotional people. But just a lot of people, we all Absolutely. hold it in, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I was saying we feel like we all need a good cry at some point. Oh my gosh, you know? very necessary. Yeah. We don't cry. Like, I feel like the people who don't cry are the angriest people in the world. Yeah, for sure. And they're just like keep it in, and then they're just like, it's just like this energy cycle of like, you know, you are what you put out, and you put out this anger, and then all this shit happens to you, and then you're like, why do I have lived this horrible life? Everyone hates me and hate, and then it just. It, you're cycling it as opposed to like stopping the cycle, starting a new cycle. It's like yeah. everything is in your mind. You no, know? it's true. Yeah. And people dwell on negativity way too much. Yeah. Because you know, there's there's all, plenty of you that you can be negative about all the time. But, of course. But why? Like I always yeah. felt like it was too much energy to like no, yeah, to, you have to, to, to think about your regrets it. and you know everybody makes mistakes. It's like but people yeah. people end up really focusing on that and it's like what are you you know yeah. what are you even doing. I really agree. I agree. It's a third dimension. It's only the third dimension. Like, life is way more complex than, you know, everything that we make it about. And if you can really, like, grasp that and be like, oh, God, this girl's talking about dimensions. But really, it is only the third dimension. This is one life, you know, whether you believe in reincarnation or not. Like, it's, it's if you dwell on it, you're wasting life. You know, if you live in fear, you're wasting life. Like, fear yeah. is choice. Like, you create the illusions of fear. You create the things that you fear the most in your mind, and that's why they exists so heavy in your mind so it's like 
if everyone could just understand that they're creating it, like life could be way more just soothing and like we would yeah. just, wow. We would evolve so crazy. Like I'm very curious about how the next 10 years are gonna go because I think that people are evolving and becoming enlightened like more and more every day. Yeah, and where do you feel like you got this? Like where did where did this idea, like this lifestyle come from? You know, like where did you, mm. where did you start developing these concepts? Uh, I don't know, actually. I don't I mean, I, when I, you didn't I, have like a big spiritual awakening, you know, like a big moment. I've had where... a couple, I've had a lot. My life has been crazy. Like if I told you some of the shit that I've been through, you'd be like, Oh my God, how are you so positive? You know? But I think going through the shit that I've been through put me in these dark moments where I had no other choice but to figure out a solution as opposed to just drown in sorrow and woe is me and why is this happening to me because you know when I was 14 I got taken away to a program like I was like a badass little kid and used to steal cars and hit licks and be crazy like wow. I was a different person yeah was if you, if you saw the videos I was just different you know, I was looking for I was looking for some acceptance because in my home life it was like I didn't really feel like accepted in my home life my dad died when I was like 11, kind of made me a little crazy because like him and I were really close. Me and my mom weren't close. So kind of like escalated me to be this angry person because I wasn't dealing with my emotions. Mm. And then, um, so I got sent away to a program for two years. And honestly, like going through something like that between 14 and 16 will do a lot of well, crazy yeah. shit to your mind. Those are very crucial times for anybody's life. Yeah, they woke me up in the middle of the night took me away. Like, I had no idea what? shit was happening like to a, me. Like a Liam Neeson movie? Uh, it was crazy. It was scary, honestly. But I was like, it was like they come at four in the morning when you're, like, most vulnerable. Oh, my gosh. And they, like, wake you up and then tell you that you're going. And, like, your parents, like, sign you up to go to this. So they, like, take you. And then you can't do anything because you're legally owned by them. Yeah. So, yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, like, I think in that program that I went to, and, of course, knowing me, I'm, I was very defiant. I was like, no, fuck you. I was always in trouble. I was never listening. I was always, like, away from the group. I think, like, putting myself in those situations, I just thought so much and, like, had to realize stuff. And I really feel like my higher power, like, my higher self, like, made it difficult for me because I can't learn unless it's difficult. Like, I can't learn unless I, like, fall in the hole and, like, really hurt myself. I can't be told, like, don't go over there. Like, I have to go over there. You gotta there. go over there first. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. I have to experience. Or sometimes like, that's the best way to learn. Sometimes the only way you can truly, learn. Truly, you know? truly. I really feel that way. So I think, like, there were just a lot of times where, like, near-death experiences, too, where I would be like, holy shit, like, if, if I was just an inch closer, like, I wouldn't be here anymore. And being, like, just seeing those phenomenons and being, like, how you know and questioning even at like 14 and then kind of i think receiving answers because people weren't really on this indigo movement at all in 2006 this is like all i feel like that kind of stuff happened in the last couple four years since like 2012 i've heard a lot more yeah. about the indigo movement <laughs> but when i was like talking about spiritual stuff at like 15 16 i don't feel like a lot of people understood so i think i held a lot onto a lot of those thoughts and then like when I got older and started to like read more and like find podcasts that made sense like I felt like it prepared me to kind of I guess think like I don't know take those thoughts in and, and instead of just like let them pass really just think about them and study them and read about it and be like all right what is 
what is this, you know, enlightenment? And then 2011, I took acid for the first time and everything changed. <laughs> that was it. That was the moment. Yeah, it was that day changed my life. Like psychedelics, I would say, like are a big part of my religion of self. Like, I don't say you should take acid every day, but I definitely think you should take acid one time in your life at least. Period. Period. LSD is like yeah. amazing. I've never done acid. I can't. You can't. have to do it. Once. Once. I feel like I'm too old for that. No. Like... No. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm telling you, it will change your life. You trip right one time, you'll trip for the rest of your life. Period. And not in a bad way, but in a way where, like, I, I was living like this, like, with, like, blinders. And then I was just silenced the whole trip. Like, I was at my first music festival, Camp Bisco in New York. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was and and the guy who gave it to me, he like, it was a guy I went to uh, that boarding school with, and this is years later. I'm in New York at a festival, and he's at the same festival, and he like comes up to me, and mind you, like this program I went to is for kids who like were doing drugs at 14, and their parents sent them away. So he's like yeah. coming up to me. He's like been tripping for three days. I had oh, I've, I've eaten shrooms when I was 17. Shrooms like always have been a part of my diet, but acid just changed the game <laughs> completely i'm like really into microdosing and stuff yeah a little but, shroom tea or something yeah <laughs> yeah no acid will bring out your emotions and he like came up to me and he's like emmy this is a gift and i was like no no i don't do that acid's crazy he's like i would never give you anything that's gonna harm you he's like it came to you like if acid comes to you you have to take it like it is a gift from the universe <laughs> so i'm just like all right whatever best day of my life like i just like just went off by myself with Khalifa's before he was like huge. Just like when his mixtapes like Cabin Fever and stuff were coming yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. So he was like performing and I was like a huge Wiz Khalifa fan. And as soon as like my trip started to hit, like he came on stage and I was just like the only girl just raging in the crowd and like just got lost and like, oh my God, it was a journey. But the end of the night, I was like at Bass Nectar on my friend's shoulders. And I was like, I'd never really seen auras before. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people always talked about it, but then like, I just looked and like, oh, it was like an amoeba, like 40,000 people and everyone's auras was like above their head. And I could never unsee that image of just like everyone just in unison. It was like the most beautiful thing. I just like was crying like, wow, like humanity. And then after that, I kind of definitely dove into the to the to the psychedelic realm. I definitely got out of hand with it for a little while, but sometimes you have to go very deep. And I think that's where those thoughts were most of those thoughts started and then you know you can't unsee the things you see or think sure, sure. you know they, it's real at that time so well you definitely seem like somebody that when you go in on something you go in you know? yeah oh my <laughs> like, gosh i'll just be like in my mind some gosh i don't know I've, I've i've experienced some crazy i've astral projected like stuff that i didn't know anything about just kind of happened and i think doing those things like leaving my body and going to another dimension like thinking I died, but I didn't die. I really was just leaving my body and then coming back. Like, things that I was meditating on for days, like, trying to comprehend, like, where I went, the things I saw, the things I thought about, who are those people, where did I go, and then, like, reading books and, like, reading people who had the exact similar experience going to the same place. Like, I went to the Tree of Life. I had no idea. I actually went to this tree in my projection, Mm -hmm. and then I was, like, reading a book, like, a year later, and it was talking about people when they actually project, they go to the Tree of Life, and it's full of knowledge, and I was like what the fuck? Like, that is where I went. Like, how is all this consciousness so universal? Like, yeah, how are you all seeing the same tree? So cray-cray. <laughs> so fucking cray-cray, for real. Like, yeah. I don't even know these people. Yeah, so 
So real quick, this is bad for the podcast, but what is your your tattoo on your shoulder? Oh, it's been, Noodle from the Gorillas. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, so I got it's, this years like, So it's years, what, a, a ro- Noodle from the Gorillas as Rosie the Riveter? Yeah. That's incredible. With her middle finger saying, fuck the government. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Are you really into the Gorillas? Because it seems like yes. they're very, very similarly what? put a big focus on the artistic side of the music. Yeah, know? I love the Gorillas, like... Ever since I was a kid, I had, like, a near-death experience to, like, the gorillas plane. When I was, like, 11, I got into this, like, crazy car accident where I oh, almost wow. died. And the last thing where – the last thing in my headphones was, I'm happy, I'm feeling good. But I was, like, 10, and then, like, that was just looping. And then, like, before we know it, got ejected out of the window and was, like – What? Cray-cray, like, a crazy accident. It was so weird. So, like, I felt – I don't know. Every time I heard the gorillas, it always reminded me of, like, being grateful for my life, I guess. That's right on. Yeah. So, That's right on. so then I got this when I was like 19 because I was like independent. I was on, I've been on my own since I was, I mean, yeah, practically like I went to that program when I was 14, but when my, when I was 17, my mom died and oh, yeah. shit just kind of went, you know, I yeah. was like pretty much on my own. So I think that was like what this was like representing too. Like, you know, you're out here, like you're strong, like don't, don't think that. You can't do anything that, you know, a guy or anyone could do. Like, you're mm-hmm. just as competent, so. Well, I'm, I'm glad that you spun tragedy in your life into a positive direction. Yeah, I have you know? to. You have to. Because, like you said, like, if you, dwell, if you drown in it, like. Yeah. It can consume I could, you. Look, I could, yeah, I could have been freaking depressed. And I was homeless at, at a time in my life and didn't have anything and no money, nothing. Like, kicked out of the house. I grew up in my whole life. Like, had no friends. Like, completely, like, had nothing at one point. But, like, make something out of nothing. Yeah. Have to. Have to. It's that's, my choice. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. So, I know in addition to making music, you've been doing a lot more, like, DJ sets and, like, party hosting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like, I know... When Ski Master Slump God yeah. and Ugly God were in town, did you, you hosted that, yeah, that show? Yeah, light hosting. Light I was, hosted. Like, I got a little too blazed before, and sometimes when I get blazed, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a center of attention. Uh, yeah, you and got I'm a little like, shy. Yeah, yeah, I was just like there, but um, after I got a couple beers in me, I was like, I'm turned up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just being there is cool, because like, yeah. having good energy, and I'm, I was kind of in charge of sound check mm-hmm. um, and paying people and making sure that everything was good and people weren't on stage. So I was kind of, because it was my name, I'm like, I'm the one who got Crowbar. Like, I'm really close yeah. to Tom. Mm-hmm. And Tom was like, this is an all-ages event, Betty. Like, I would never do this for anyone else. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure that everything's perfect. And but it, ne- it needs to be an all-ages event for somebody like... No, it know? has to be. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's like, you want to bring in those kids because they're going to be in Crowbar in a couple years too. Like you want to yeah. introduce them to venues and inspire them because you never know one of those kids might have the bread and want to put money up for a show and they want they want to go to Crowbar because Crowbar, you know, look at y'all's lights and your setup and your sound. Like, yeah, it's like you have to introduce the youth. The youth is very important. Definitely, yeah, because yeah, if you don't cultivate the scene in five, won't ten grow. more years, there won't be a scene anymore. Mm-mm. You know. So, but there's. The scene in Tampa is just booming. So, what's the pulse of the scene? Oh, I don't know. I'm old. You're old. <laughs> <I> stay home. <laughs> no, I mean, I think there's a lot of, of going on in the scene that even like I'm not aware of, but I just think there's just tons of people making music and it's so tight 
I guess like I didn't even realize that I guess I was one of the pioneers until I look back and I'm like, oh wow, like yeah. look what we've done. Well, it's yeah. like you de- you definitely I said too, know. like you you brought in a lot of people to come and check out the scene and do stuff. Like I know you did a show recently with uh, was it Yes Jules? Oh yeah, I DJed One AM Vibes. That yeah. was cool. Shout out to her. That was really nice. Yeah, and Cardi was... was there. I DJed Cardi's set. I was like, this is lit. <laughs> <laughs> like this is cool. Um, and now Cardi's like I saw Cardi at Flogna crazy he came out like three times i was like this is amazing wow yeah yeah i don't know i just think that i just makes me emotional because i think it's really cool like what is going on and like just seeing it grow and even like i have like my little sis dj hennesis she's kind of dj hennesis has been shouted out on the show before but my baby home. yeah <laughs> that's my little sis so seeing her kind of kill it i'm just like damn like i'm just yeah. so you know, it's just like, it's just, I feel like they're inspired by us because they saw us do it, you know? Yeah, that's the attitude to have. Because when, when I, I mean, obviously very different scenes, but when I was coming up in the scene like years ago, it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of jealousy. A lot of people were like, oh, this person is doing big. Well, screw them. They suck anyways. It's so stupid. You know, but I yeah. It's... with that. I just, I'll slap somebody. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. If people don't understand, if one person kills it, we're all killing it. Exactly. And if we all kill it, like we are killing it like Miami right now Miami is booming and it's because they support each other like yeah of course people are gonna get jealous because people are insecure and sure. people have egos but at the end of the day like you have to humble yourself and be like everyone is in their own lane while you're if you're busy being jealous you're not watering your seeds with love you're watering them with ego and they're not gonna grow yeah if you know it's dope it's fire it's fire like even big baby like he's blowing up like and he's in his own lane and that's so fire like yeah so cool none of no one sounds like him over here and no. but everyone's doing their own thing everyone has their own sound and if we keep doing that like tampa's gonna be like a really big deal as promised here's your fade out dance with the devil by pet wolf I'm probably twice as dumb. Sight, smart as fuck. Let's start this up. I'm pulled in so many directions, my shirt stretched. I'm an iguana in the bird's nest. I was listening to classics and the needle skip. I do most things because I enjoy the leadership. My love for information reached a fever pitch. Anyone who ain't my family can go eat a dick. I'm dealing with hate, find the source of it. I've been bending over backwards like contortionist. Some people won't show up unless you bring some drugs. Some people won't have faith until kingdom comes. Until kingdom comes. Mm, yeah. I had my check transferred. Get, get the sledgehammer. That was my next answer. I turned a sex kit into a sex panther. I'm Malcolm X with, with less manners. I, I don't like my apple cider hot. Forever having writer's block. Forever watching spiders crawl. My actions require thought. I won't be satisfied unless you're mine. Please stay seated while the cabin's pressurized. I won't wear it unless the texture's right. Don't let negativity affect your life. We, 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 we gonna get this train rolling soon. Even if I don't quite fit like bowling shoes. I don't get sick cause I've grown immune. I don't pay attention to what it don't include.
certain risks, like third world countries and journalists. Whether you're autistic or on the spectrum, the constant hatred does not affect them. Trying to tamper with the evidence could blow cases. Snap out of it like a broke bracelet. They don't worry about who else is hurting. Ain't getting help without no health insurance. And you don't wanna dance with the devil, cause the devil knows to stop. One person kills it. We're all killing it. And then if we all kill it, like we are killing it. Like Miami right now. Miami is booming.